I know I've already said it a couple of times today, but thank you so much for ferrying me to the supermarket and back. Why did you have to take your car to fucking Gareth? He's the best. Mechanic in town. What's up with the two of you? Not for nothing, Alexia. But I've not pestered you once about Peter. Can you not pester me about Gareth? Fair play. Sorry to interrupt. Sebastian. Miss Joy. I'm so glad it was you. I was queuing to pay and then saw this mass of curly hair and thought, oh, it couldn't be. How are you? What are you up to now? I'm shopping. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you doing now um, with... Alexia, Sebastian is still married to Sinead and he's given me a lift whilst my car's in the shop. Alexa teaches at St Francis's. It's a very different school to the one I taught in all those years ago. So what are you up to now, Seb? I'm a lecturer. What are you teaching? Archaeology. After finishing my degree, I went on to do a master's and now I'm working towards a PhD. Ooh, what in? How Stonehenge was actually a prehistoric bandstand. <laughs> I'm so glad you landed on your feet. (laughs) You know, you and Sinead have always stayed in my thoughts after you two left. Both of you never had the luxury of just being teenagers because of that idiotic tabloid narrative you were both thrown into. (laughs) We burned copies of the Daily Mail on our wedding anniversary. Do you keep in touch with anyone else in your class? Yeah, uh, Sam and Imogen, who are also married now. I'm currently reading her new book on semantics, semiotics and phonetics. Is she still a force to be reckoned with? Absolutely. That's my girl. What about, um, Peter? Uh, you can probably guess. Do you ever worry about your students? Like, what their future might be like? Yeah, some. Why? I always worried about the five of you. You all dealt with so much at such a young age. Is Peter doing okay, Jenny? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Such a complicated boy. I spent as much time consoling him as I did telling him off, after he did some or other outlandish stunt to impress a girl. Sorry, look at me, sharing confidential information. After what we all experienced, Miss... Helen. Helen? So what are you up to now? Well, I'm a head teacher. Congratulations! Thank you. I love my job, but... What? History seems to be repeating itself. We've introduced a new curriculum called RSE. Religious studies. Relationships and sex education. Which covers everything LGBTQIA, but this time instead of the government interfering, it's some of the parents who don't want their children to know that trans people even exist. It's exhausting. It makes me feel like everything we went through was for nothing. Don't say that. We won. It was for something. Fucking Section 28. Purgatory. Written by FTR Warren, starring Sandy Jack, Lewis Alcock, Marion Elizabeth, Jacob Harwood, Charlotte Cottrell, and Music Hero. Guest starring Mary Tillette as Imogen's mum, Richard Hodder as the headmaster, Galant Picard as Jeremy, Dan Thompson as Mark, Jennifer Bradley as Mandy and a therapist, Benjamin Jones as Gareth Jenkinson, Ben Jacobson as the police officer, and Louisa Cajero as Miss Joy. Episode 10, Section 28, and the trial of Miss Joy. Hi, Imogen's mum. How is she today? Well, she's not dressed and showered, but that's about it. Can I come in? Of course you can. Imi, Sam's here. Hi, Sam. Want to do something? Sam, I'm exhausted. Can we just hang out here? Let's get out. Get some sunshine on you. Can we just sit in the garden? Fine. 
You'll never guess what happened today. Well, judging by your face, I guess the lesson got completely derailed. We had sex ed today. Oh, God. What did you say, Sam? No, 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 no. This time, it wasn't me. Miss Joy was teaching and everyone was trying not to laugh at all the PowerPoints. And then Gareth makes a joke about Sebastian's dad. How original. It gets better. Mrs Joy tells Gareth off and sends him out to class. And then stops the lesson and gives us a talk about gay stuff. Gay stuff? Like, you know how it's okay to be gay and shit? Anyways, later on we have English, but Mrs Joy, she wasn't there. Mrs Henderson is teaching it instead. So rumours are flying around about what happened to her. Like, is it a family thing or, or something else or... I don't know. I do. You do? She's been suspended. Oh, but she's the only teacher who doesn't call me a waste of potential. I actually like her. Amy's right. Sam, have you ever heard of Section 28? No. It was a clause that was passed a long time ago that prevents any local authority, including a school, promoting homosexuality. Why? (laughs) Well, exactly. Mum and I protested it together last year. By doing the right thing and chastising a pupil for discriminating another and then educating the class on the subject, Miss Joy has gone against Section 28. Like, if she had smashed Gareth's head in with a baseball bat while she yelling, Who's Satan? Then I might understand it. But she was just doing her job. Do you think there's anything that we can do? Legally, it's a very tricky area. No, we can. Look, think about it. If Miss Joy has lost her job, the school are going to try and cover it up as quickly as possible because they know the shitstorm that is going to come if the press find out. They're going to say something like, gross misconduct. How about we make sure everyone knows? Oh, Amy, your heart's in the right place, but let's just put the brakes on for a second. Why? There's injustice. Let's fucking fight it. You forgot to think about four people. Mark, Jeremy, Sebastian and Miss Joy. But surely they'd want us to do this. Part of equal rights law is of course dismantling outdated beliefs and systems, but it's also about supporting individuals and listening to their wants. Do you remember when you guys started secondary? I remember you being really busy and so I spent a lot of time with Dad. I was busy representing Mark and Jeremy because the school were uncooperative in allowing Sebastian into St Francis's. Because of what? His dad's. It was an emotional and physically draining battle which we eventually won. But those three were thrust into the public eye and the tabloids crucified them. So we need to get their permission first and Miss Joy's because it's about empowering them not using them. We had a whole section in our teacher training about Section 28. Sometimes I think to myself, what if I just told Gareth off for being mean and not followed through? Maybe you, Mark and Jeremy wouldn't have had to go through the whole traumatic process again with the press. We might all have been spared. Miss Joy, you did the right thing. Call me Helen. You're a bit too old now to call me Miss Joy. Plus, I'm now Mrs Joy. Oh, congratulations. My wife and I could not be happier. Well, Double congratulations. Thank you. We were all suffering together. I'm scared to come out back then. It seems almost laughable now that there'd be an issue with a teacher being gay. I thought I was going to lose my job. Alice and Imogen came to see me the same day. Helen, I came as soon as I heard. How are you? Been better. I'm sure you've heard what's happened. Well, I speculated. What has happened? I've been suspended pending an internal investigation. Have you spoken to your union? Yeah. So Sam gave me a rather creative description of what happened. Alice, they've asked me not to contact anyone in the school or affiliated with the school. Yes, but you'll need legal representation, so you're currently talking to your lawyer. Alice, I can't afford... Your pro bono lawyer. 
You've done so much for Imogen. It's the least I could offer. We are going to protest. We wanted to make sure you're happy with it. Sam, you'd protest for me. I've got nothing else better to do. I'm touched. Honestly, I am. But remember, if you have to fight... Fight clean. Fight smart. So, you have been listening. Good morning, children. I will be conducting today's lesson after yesterday's debacle. Please be seated and be quiet. Before I commence this lesson, I have some ground rules. No talking, no laughing, no questions. Right. <clears throat> when a man and a woman... Or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or me by myself... I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Samuel. It is only a man and a woman. Anything else will not be discussed in this class because it is abhorrent and against nature. Fuck you. Quiet, Sebastian. No. It's heavy, please don't. You get in trouble. Sometimes you've got to cause some trouble to make a point. Are my dad's unnatural? Am I unnatural? <sighs> For the last time, what you and your dads do in private should not be discussed in a public environment. Now, the two of you are in detention after school. You'll be in detention after school for the rest of the week, if you carry on in this manner. This is me being lenient. Be quiet. Right. Moving on. When a man and a What woman... section 28, sir? Oh, Peter's read a document. Well done, Peter. I did. It still made no sense. That clause is put there to protect students such as yourself. <laughs> From turning into a gay. How does one become a gay, Gareth? You should know. Now, 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 Gareth. Peter is a very sensitive chap, and we don't want to hurt his feelings, do we? Fuck this, I'm out. I'll join you, Sebastian. Can I come too? If you set one foot outside that door, you are all suspended from this school. Fancy a walk outside, Serby? What's going on here sucks, so, yeah. Thanks for coming with me, Mandy. Well, Peter, I've got to admit, I've never had a second date like this before. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Take your date to therapy. Was the first one that bad? (laughs) It was amazing. From start to finish. How are you feeling about your first session? Really nervous. I'm scared that they'll find out that I'm actually crazy. Don't get me wrong. Therapy is kind of tough. And if it's not tough, then you're not doing it right. You have to look at parts of yourself that you don't really want to and try to avoid. But it's worth it. I can say that from experience. After a while, you start to think, how in God's name did I manage without it? Peter Butterworth? Guess that's me. So what would you like to get out of these sessions? I don't know, really. I lied about something when I was younger and kept the lie going, and now it's caught up with me. Go on. I've lost most of my friends because of this lie, and I think I'm actually responsible for someone ending up in therapy themselves. Peter... The only people responsible for people going to therapy are the ones who go to therapy. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Tell me what the lie was about. Let me tell you the short version of a very, very, very long story. I was not popular at secondary school. I had a couple of close friends and we were in our own little world away from everybody else. And there was this girl, Imogen, and... I fell in love with her, right there and then, on the spot. I had no choice. It scared me, to be honest. The only other person I had feelings like that for was Joey from Dawson's Creek. 
She didn't like me back, but I carried on regardless. I got obsessed, and then, uh, on my birthday party, I walked in on her, to coin a better phrase, making out with my best friend. I'm sorry to hear that. That must have been quite traumatic. It was. We were all so young, and I'd never really seen people my age do that. Only in films and TV. In that moment, I felt... I don't know how to explain. I I felt behind. Everything around me was moving so quickly, and I wanted to put the brakes on and be a child for just that little while longer. A universal feeling for teenagers. What feelings are you experiencing whilst you're talking about it now? Anger? Well, not really. Go on. I felt... excited. Not, like, sexually or anything. I'd seen this in films so many times, and now I was living it. I was the betrayed friend. I thought all about the sympathy I would get and all the drama that was about to happen. God, I'm really messed up. No, Peter, if you were, as you say, messed up, then you wouldn't have been so honest about how you felt. So, what happened afterwards? I started to act. I called Imogen a whore and said that my best friend was dead to me. Then, the next day at school, I was talking to my friend Jess and she asked whether they were having sex. And I thought, well, it would make more dramatic sense if they were, so I said they did. (laughs) God, I'm a psychopath. Let's pause for a second. When people witness something that to them is traumatic, they do a thing called a disassociation, which is perfectly natural. The gap between reality and fantasy closes so that you can deal and process. Did your parents ever talk to you about how to handle rejection? Well, it was just my mum, and she was into her own thing. She told me that women love chivalry and politeness, and they like people to make an effort. That's true, providing they consent to the chivalry and the effort. Did she ever talk to you about rejection? No, not really. So the only tools you had at the time were movies and television. You use that framework. Let me ask you another question. Okay. When you started having those feelings for Imogen, was that after you got to know her or spent a lot of time, you know, just you and her? No, I was always at a distance. You brought up lying earlier. Lying is an essential tool that we have that is usually used to protect other people. But sometimes we do it to protect ourselves. What if... You never were in love with Imogen. But I was. Those feelings were there. Were they? Yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about her, about being with her. What if you just plain old fancied her? That's... That's what? A bit disgusting, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Liking somebody because they're attractive is kind of sexist. Far from it. It makes you human. I've seen this with other young men like you, feeling shame for having those sorts of feelings. They call it love because it's less shameful to them. In reality, sometimes you get along with someone really well, but you don't find them attractive. And sometimes you find someone attractive, but don't get along with them at all, and they're completely unsuitable. The whole thing was a lie. Possibly. The truth is that when you hit puberty and started having those sorts of feelings, it can be terrifying. You're not a sexist for having those feelings, but you did have some control on how you acted on those feelings. So you made up a story. 
Let's talk about that. I just want to know what I can do to make it up to everybody and get me friends back. Unfortunately, that's kind of up to your friends. You can't force someone to be friends with you and you certainly can't force someone to trust you. It's going to take some time. Did you try anything at the time to make amends? I was so far gone in my own little world that I didn't. Plus, they had a whole lot of other stuff that they had to deal with. Are we suspended? Dunno. Don't care. I wasn't going to sit there any longer and listen to that shit. My dads are first in line to chaperone discos, drive the minibuses on school trips, make costumes for the school plays. They only do that because they know that if they didn't, my life would be a living hell. What on earth were you two thinking? Ah, fuck off, Sinead. It's still only lunchtime. You can come back and apologise to... Sinead, I've got nothing to be sorry for. But if you get suspended, that goes on your permanent record. I'm sure Mr Thompson... Sinead, we're in the right on this one. It's Dad. Hi, Dad. Everything all right? Yeah, she is. What? Yeah, yeah, we'll be home soon. What's going on? Well, apparently there's a police officer that I was waiting for you. Oh, shit, Sinead. What did you do? Nothing. Shut up. Thank you for clearing that up, Sinead. As long as you are safe and here on your own free will, then you are just staying with a friend and not kidnapped. I'm so sorry, officer. I, I didn't think my dad would actually do that. Thanks, Dave. Sorry you had to come out all this way. When you're told that a child is being taken hostage by a gay sex <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, Dave. Sorry, kids. Swearing is wrong. It got a few chuckles at the station when we realised it was you. Uh, you guys can go back to school if you want. About that, Dad. What's going on, Seb? I think Sam and I have been suspended. What? Okay. Okay. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, I guess. What on earth did you do? I told the headmaster to fuck off. And I joined in. I think Miss Joy has been suspended too. Gareth made a joke about you guys in class. And she told him off and, and then told us everything about LGBT and... She wasn't there in the afternoon. And the headmaster took over the lesson. And he said some really shitty things. So we left and now we're here. Fucking section 28. We need to go and see Helen Joy. <sighs> Thank you for keeping me company, Imogen. It's nice painting with someone. It's all right. Have you, um, have you thought any more about coming back? Yeah, and the answer's still no. I'm sorry. I honestly thought I would never see the day when you didn't want to go back to school. Life is very different outside those walls. Things are different. People are more... Accepting. Would you go back, Miss Joy? Well, I'm suspended, so I can't. I'm suspended for being on the right side of history. Mum and I were talking about the protest. The last thing St Francis's wants is for the public to know about this. That's why they made you sign an NDA. The press headache would be a nightmare. However, I and others can talk about it, reach out to activist groups, fight the good fight. It could be risky, Imogen. Sometimes protests like these turn ugly and I wouldn't want you to get hurt. Mark, Jeremy, how nice to see you. Sebastian, Sam? What what are you two doing here? We are suspended too, miss. How are you, Helen? I've been better. Can we all come in? Did your dads get married? They were one of the first, I think. It's so weird to think that back then I had to pretend that my now wife was just a close friend who lived with me so I could keep my job. I have trans colleagues who don't dress and act as their true selves at work. The most ironic thing is that the same 
dumbass arguments are used to discriminate trans people now as it did for queer folk back then. Oh, it's just a phase. We must protect the children. Thankfully, because I'm the one in charge now, the parents can complain all they like. They can get Ofsted in for all I care. Getting a well-rounded education for my students is my priority. I remember being scared out of my mind when we planned the protest. So, here is what I propose. We get in touch with the every gay rights group we can find. I've done a bit of research. We will publicly protest outside the school until Miss Joy gets her job back. Helen, how do you feel about your face being put on banners and posters? Jeremy and I are still recovering from our photos being literally everywhere. You're going to lose your anonymity. And it could get ugly. These things can turn violent. But it's all for a good cause, isn't it? I don't want to live in the world where a man such as Mr. Thompson is allowed to teach children. He's a dinosaur, a remnant of a bygone age. We need to do this. I can't believe Imogen has organised all of this. She's a machine. Have you two made up yet? She's still not talking to me. I'm going to say something. Hey, sorry. Can I use that microphone? Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Sinead McCarthy, and I have something to say. Um, this, this is my first time making a speech. We're here today because a teacher got suspended for just teaching. But that's not just why we're here. I'm a Christian, and if Jesus were here now, he would be protesting with us. My parents are furious with me because I'm in love with a boy who has two dads. Mark and Jeremy have given me a home, food and and safety. I think we should talk about them in school because, well, they're kind and generous and their love is real and we should be educated about it because it's, it's not damaging or corrupting. It's the opposite. Mark and Jeremy are a good example of how to have a loving relationship. Why are we censoring them? School is supposed to set you up for life. Not just academically, but socially. If you're a teen and you're gay, or realising that you're gay, well, why can't you learn about it in class? Did you get your job back? Eventually. Unfortunately, one protest didn't clear my name. We had to wait till Mr Thompson was arrested. And that was a while. I have an idea. Okay. Isn't Sam still helping out with this comedy group that has a couple of trans people in it? Yeah, I think so. We could ask him to ask them whether they wanted to talk to your students. That'll piss off the gammons further. I love it. That was Purgatory, written by FTR Warren, starring Sandy Jack, Louis Silcott, Marion Elizabeth, Jacob Harbour, Charlotte Cottrell and Louisa Cajero. Guest starring Mary Tillett as Dimension's mum, Richard Hodder as the headmaster, Gadeim Picard as Jeremy, Dan Thompson as Mark, Jennifer Bradley as Mandy and the therapist, Benjamin Jones as Gareth Jenkins and also Willie Cajero as Miss Joy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And until the next episode, cheers and see you later.